Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa. This pandemic is endless. You know, um, I hope you're still keeping your shit together. You know, um, you're going to be fine because you know what? We're all in the same boat. And even though you may feel powerless, there's a lot of people who are in the same boat as you and they have a lot of power. So they're going to, they, they don't want to get fucked. Think of it that way. You've got a lot of people who are in the same fucking shithole that you are in and they don't want to <laughs> get fucked. So don't feel respond to don't, don't worry. We're going to get through this together. And you know, one way we can get through this together a lot better is if you help out Radio Free Brooklyn because we are making shit happen over here, man. We are so on it. This station is tighter than ever. But you know, we, I'll be honest, you know, we, we used to do um, podcasts and make money that way. And we haven't been able to get anybody, you know, we're not allowed to use the studios right now. So we, we could really use we could really use your help. So uh, please go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org uh, and slash donate. And anything you can give to us, you know, is really helpful because we want to be here on the other side. And you're going to, we're going to help you. We're here for you. We're community radio. That sounded so heavy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I am, I'm really excited because I have... Someone who I actually, someone who I personally enjoy very much, uh, a friend and a musician that I have actually worked with on some of my shows in the beginning of his career. He's too big for me now. It's true. Hi, <laughs> hi, Sean. Sean Spada. Sean, if I if I get like uh, you know uh -huh. a month, if I get like a, a big gig, you'd still you'd be on board, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you'd be on board. <laughs> so uh, Sean's here today. Um, why is Sean here? Well, the, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you exactly the main reason Sean is here, folks. Sean is a extremely talented musician. He's also a great writer. He has a degree in English and music from Boston University. English and music. Okay, folks. So um, he's been in like a whole bunch of bands and in the last few years, he's really developed a lot of his own solo projects, which I find pretty impressive because a lot of these people in bands, you know, they never like want to realize or they never get to realize their own vision. And Sean's doing that now. And he is having a launch of his new new song and new video a week from Friday, which is what, May what, Sean? Uh, the 29th. May 29th. And yeah. is it going to be like, is there a time, a place? Where are we going to get this video? Um, it's going to be on YouTube. So it'll go live on YouTube. And then um, 
the, the premiere is going to be a write-up on uh, on Tom Gallo's site. Um, look at my what? records. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Why didn't you tell me that before we got on the air? This is a chance to promote Look at My Records. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I thought, I thought I'd mentioned it um, earlier. You did. I'm, I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, don't, I yeah. don't pay attention. I don't pay yeah. attention. So <laughs> yeah, that's where the premiere is going to be. So. Oh, fabulous. And so is it going to be live on his show? Um, not on his show. I think just on his website. And he's going to mm -hmm. do a write-up, and that's where... That's where it'll be. So it'll be there. It'll be fabulous. I mean, yeah. if you don't know Tom Gallo, he is, you know, the musical director of the whole station, Radio Free Brooklyn. He is, mm -hmm. you know, he, he more than anyone I know, honestly, has his finger on the pulse. And um, I'm really glad that that that's happening. That's great. That's going to be great. Yeah. And then on Friday, it'll be on um like all the online streaming services. Okay, you know, and you're gonna, yeah. and w when I post this show, you're gonna, guys, just check out my Facebook page. It's gonna, all those links and everything, mm. you can't miss it. So go to, you know, my Facebook page, Lisa Levy, or go to uh, Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit on RadioFreeBrooklyn.com Facebook page. It'll all be up there, I promise you. But so, <laughs> Sean, yeah. we're going to start off with a song from you, but before mm. we get to that, I want to I want you to talk a little bit about your music career, which, I mean, I've known you a while now, and it's it's really developed. I mean, when when I first met you, you were playing in bands. You would be you would work on my stupid shows and shit like that. And now, like you've got like a lot of different bands. I know you're getting paid. You know you play you know you work as a musician you also teach you and your own so you've developed a lot of your own work so i would say you've developed quite a bit and uh why don't you tell us a little bit about your music career sure well i mean um like one thing i have going on is i'm in this band the bottom dollars and we have an album coming out on this friday on the 22nd so that's cool because we recorded it in la um, uh, with Tim O'Sullivan as the producer. And then I'm also in a band called No Ice. We have a record that's going to come out, hopefully, once the pandemic is over, we figure all of this out. Um, yeah, and I teach a lot. I have a lot of piano students. Um, you know, we're, we've all switched to doing uh, uh -huh. Zoom lessons now, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you, you, you are, you are basically managing a lot of people's children right now at home. Yeah, are well, they for very brief amounts of time? And you know, each each one. You know, you know. How how <laughs> is how is that teaching uh, piano at home? Are I mean, how are the kids? Like, are the kids like are they focused? I mean, I I can't. I know that as far as the teaching aspect of it goes, it's no problem because. You know, I know people, I know how busy you are as a teacher. Very, guys, he's really busy um, teaching pianos. So don't try and get any lessons. Go through me. I'll <laughs> but um, how is yeah. it as an experience? What are the kids like? Are they freaking out? Are they focused? What are the kids like during a pandemic? What's your overview on children? Well, they don't, they don't seem to be freaking out. Most of them seem fine. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I mean, it seems, you know, I can't imagine what it's like, um, like in a household where you have like, 
you know, two parents and like a couple of kids all stuck in the house together. But most of my students seem like, like they're doing just fine. There's no yeah. difference for them. It doesn't I'm sure seem any different. I'm sure there is a difference for them. Like they're, you know, and I'm sure it's difficult and an adjustment. But when I see them in the lessons, they they don't seem to be acting that differently for the most part. So I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's like um, they're not maybe not perceiving it as super traumatic. You know, like when you're a kid, you kind of simply accept the world as right. as it is as, right. as you take it for granted. Um, because right. that's just how things are. Right. Whereas, you know, for us, we see how this is different. We see this as like an exception to the rule, but the kids are just like, oh, like, this is just like what happens. But, you know, so this seems nor so they, they don't seem particularly affected by it. How about the parents? Have you dealt with, do you hear parents screaming in the background? Do, do, do younger brothers and sisters run in anything like that or? Oh, sure. Sometimes so that, like younger sisters. I mean, I, so, sometimes like I teach siblings, uh, you know, sets of yeah, siblings right. and sometimes like, um, you know, the, the other sibling will join the Zoom lesson and while, you know, while I'm having the lesson with sibling A, sibling B joins the Zoom lesson on another screen and starts trying to chat at us. So is that you know, annoying or funny? Um, it's funny. You just have to like know when to like let them do it for a minute and when to. Uh, do you have stop. to manage them? <laughs> So a little you, bit. So does this make you, does the teaching experience make you want to have children more or less? Is there any, has it affected like your own? He's rolling his eyes, I can see. <laughs> He's rolling his eyes. That's a, no, well, what does that mean? Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, that's just like. Uh, that's like, that's say, like so many, that's like so many steps from where you are, where, where your life is, what track you're on. I think that like, yeah, teaching kids definitely makes you see, like, makes you think about what the, the interaction is like between, like, I don't know, what, what, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't, I don't know that it necessarily affects how I would feel about having my own children. I think uh -huh. it gives me some insight into like what it's like to be around children. Right. Um, but I think, yeah, I don't know that that really plays into that. Because yeah. those, those, are, those are kids that are taking piano lessons and your kids would be like, those, those aren't, they're probably kids, those are kids in Park Slope that have piano. People, parents that are paying you to give them piano lessons. That's not the parent you are, would be. I, <laughs> <laughs> they're living know. in like huge brownstones and father's a lawyer or something. That's not you. Sure, no. Yeah, no. that's not, a whole, not, that's not a parallel. Yeah, yeah, okay, got it. Uh, I made that up, by the way, folks. Who knows? Don't, don't listen to me. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Sean, uh, I interrupted you or got you off course. We were talking about your music and then you were going to play the song. So tell us like, uh, tell us about, you know, your music and your, your interest in music, your career a little bit, what kind of music you like, and then uh, tell us what song you're going to play and then play it. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I'll, I guess, I'll see you i'll see you tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> i guess um um yeah you know some of my solo songs that i've been working on in this first solo single that's coming out um are just songs i've written i was trying to write songs that are kind of piano based um and i was kind of thinking of like dr john randy newman that kind of thing so some of the songs have like a little bit of a humorous kind of tinge to them um, but they're also kind of like uh, pseudo philosophical. All these songs are like, like um, a little funny, but also like a little uh, yeah, pseudo philosophical, kind of like self-helpy. 
Um, uh-huh. And they're kind of like about like perception and, you know, how your brain um, distorts or what your perception is. So you, you know, we're all affected by how we're seeing things differently. You know, your memory is uh, very malleable and it's kind of about things like that, you know. So it's more about, so is it about human perception in general, or is it about like, how personal is it? How personal is it, Sean? That's what we want to know. Well, I'm trying to actually make it not super personal. So it's about like my experience, but it's more about everyone's experience. Yeah, and it's about human perception in general. And then like also about like our perception now and how it's influenced by, um, like one would be like technology and social media, blah, 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 all that shit. But then also like, as we start to understand ourselves, meaning like our being, what it like me- means to like, even the idea of having like ourselves that we each, the idea that we each have an individual self, like that itself is a construct that we're seeing the world through that doesn't necessarily represent reality. So it's kind of like being aware of how you know, what you see is just like you're, you're looking at the world, but you're just looking at the world through like an operating system that helps you go through it. But you can't see what's really there. Like what you see is always determined by, um, you know, the lens that you're seeing it through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's, like, it's, not, it's a very difficult thing to explain. Yeah. So it's not like Sorry. one world. We're not all having the same experience, but we think we are. Is it like that mm. sort of? Kind of, but it's not even that. It's like, um, you know, like like in Buddhism, right? Like the Buddhist idea that we're all one. This, right, so right. this is right. Hey, so this is essentially true in that, like the molecules and all the stuff that makes up you is just a bunch of molecules and stuff that like used to be in other places. It might have been other people or like in other parts of the galaxy. Right. right. So, and like, it's all just the same stuff. And like, you know, we're all just part of like the universe, meaning one, right. it's all one, right? Really, right. there is no difference, right? And anything right. that you do affects like everything else in some fundamental right. way, right. Right? right? But at the same time, we're beings, like the way that you experience the world and that you're living your life is as an individuated self. I don't know if the individual no, 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 I, as an individual and you, you perceive the world as being like, Oh, I'm here. I'm a me that's looking out into the world. But in reality, there's no difference, but you're, you know, in order to live your life, you have to like act as if right. you, you know, have this self that's right. different. So, right. um, yeah. So it's like, it's like, if, if it's like, we're, we're just ants. We're just like little. Yes. We're <laughs> just little way. ants yes, that think you, that we're the most important ant. Right. And, <laughs> and you can imagine, you can imagine that to like each little ant, you know, they have a whole existence and they may feel like they're making decisions that there's all this stuff, but we look down and they're just like, oh, they're just like, you know, hundreds of ants, you know. Pile of ants. And yeah, like, I they mean, probably see, they probably think they look really different to other ants. Like we think we look really different to everybody else, but we don't. Um, like we're just a group of humans. Um, so, uh, that sounds like a philosophical, that sounds very philosophical. Is that based on Buddhism or, or just your own thing or? Well, um, not Buddhism. uh, Well, a little bit of like that. A little bit of a lot of different things. It's your own thing that you mixed up yourself. 
Right, right, right. But like, because like another aspect of this is just kind of like, it's a little bit of like, um, uh, maybe making fun of like self-help kind of stuff because everyone uh, loves self-help thing and it's very big now. You know, everyone's into like, you know, everyone's selling you their meditation app. Uh, everyone's selling you their like, their program, you know, your daily routine. You got to do this, you got to do that. Um, so like, yeah, there's like a little bit of a... Of right, right, yeah. right. So, so it's, um, it's also a little bit of making fun on how people people want to help themselves but in such yeah. a prescribed way really right but also it's about it's also about like consciousness and like examining like you know what it is to be conscious and like all so so you mean we might be able to learn something here i hope not i hope not. i don't know i don't know <laughs> okay okay but that's interesting hmm. that's very interesting yeah so uh play us um we're gonna hear a song folks Sean has agreed to play live on our right here on Radio Free Brooklyn two songs, one in the beginning so that we can get a sense of, you know, what he's up to. And then he'll play again at the end. So it's a, you know, stick around. It's an hour long show. Stick around and you'll hear the other one. So tell us about this song that you're about to play. Um, I'm going to start, I'm going to play the song that's coming out next Friday, my single, it's called Taking It Slow. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say anything else about it? Um, no, I think I'll just play it. Okay, cool. In awesome. World. Yeah. Here we go. Cool. Taking It Slow. If you don't recognize 
see staring back from behind your eyes. You step through the mask. The illusions collapse through the cracks in your mind. But we're taking it slow. Yes, we're taking it slow. We don't gotta know where it's gonna go. We're taking it slow. Yeah, now we're rushing. Racing and you're rushing, rushing around, racing in a haze, always facing the doubts and dilemmas, confusing your ruling. Cause time is an illusion, so let's slow it down, slide into the rhythm, let it get weird, relax. Now your time tripping, looking from above. Looking from below, we're taking it slow. Yeah! Wow, that was great! Uh, thank you. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Woo! I, I, you know, we, 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 we try. We try. It's an audience of one. But I, I yeah. feel the vibe out there that the people at home are, are also reflecting their appreciation. I can tell, man. I can tell. That cool. was a great song. Yeah. I really, really awesome. like that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I really like hearing about it, too. Like, it was yeah. cool. It was mm. very cool. I, I enjoyed that immensely. I hope you did, you guys, you know, in your pandemic hell. Uh, some little, a little entertainment. You're lucky. You're welcome. Mm. Um, mm. So anyway, you know, Sean, we were, I, um, it's really funny because um, we were going to have this conversation that we never actually got to have, which I think would be hilarious because um, you had a job, a gig for a while mm -hmm. where you were on a cruise ship right before the pandemic right. started. So um, anyway, I mean, what the fuck is it like? What's the cruise ship experience from the worker point of view? And like, what do you think it would be like to find out you're on a cruise ship during a pandemic? Can like explain us? Sure, sure, yeah. Wait, so um, you know, you know, amazingly, at this point, I think I was actually working on the cruise ship like two years ago or three years ago. Actually, is it really that long ago? Yeah, it was like that long ago. So. But I did work on the on a cruise ship as a musician for about three and a half, four months. Yeah, you um, did it. And where did you go? Like, contract. how did how did the gig come up? Were you happy to get it at the time? Yeah, it was just like I wasn't doing anything else. Um, mm -hmm. I needed to. Yeah, I was just looking for something else to do. So I thought Some... I'd give it give it a try for one one contract. And it was cool. Went on the cruise ship, and um, yeah, we Wait. went around the Caribbean a lot, and. Mm -hmm. The Puerto Rico, we went to Mexico and the islands, you know, you got the Bahamas. And then we went through the Panama Canal um, wow. and through some South America, Central American countries, really. And, um, and yeah, so that was very cool. That was cool. Were you excited when you got the gig? Um, yeah, I mean, I was excited to do something new. I, I would say uh -huh. that, you know, many people whom I met on the cruise ship who were all, the other musicians, a lot of people do this when they're younger, like when they graduate college. Right, right. When they don't have so, their life set up. Right. So I was doing it a little bit later. So it was, um, it was, uh, yeah. So 
I they were used to doing this, so I was like coming at it from a later uh, point of life. So so for me, it was kind of like a very unique experience because it's not that often that you're thrown into something where it's like everything is new. I'd never worked on a cruise ship before. I didn't know exactly what to expect. It was all new people. Um, yeah, so it was a cool. So it was like a novelty. Yes. And and so then, uh, how many cruise? Like how many? A three three and a half month or three four months whatever. So yeah. how much how many turnover of passengers is that? Oh well, for most of it, the passengers turn over once a week. So oh, okay. it's like we're um, you know every Sunday we would dock in Fort Lauderdale. Mm -hmm. The passengers leave. Another set of passengers come mm -hmm. on, and then for a week we go around the Caribbean. Then we come back to Fort Lauderdale. Of course, and then when we went through the Panama Canal, that's because the ship was moving. It was going to stop being in the Caribbean, and it was on its way up to Alaska. So uh, we went through the Panama Canal. That was like a separate cruise. That was a two-week cruise, if you had been a passenger on it. Uh, go through the Panama Canal, go to all these ports. I got off in San Francisco, and then the ship went up to Alaska. And then in Alaska, it'll do like Alaska for a couple months. Could you just have like gone to Alaska? There. I could have. I mean, I could have extended my contracts, you know, but I didn't want to do this again. Um, I, really, I really enjoyed doing it and I learned a lot and I went to a lot of cool places. Um, but just, you know, if you want to talk about the pandemic as it relates to the cruise ship. Wait, like, wait, I, wait, wait. Let me ask you one more question. Sorry. I just wanted to know when, when, you, when you came back, your experience beforehand, what your expectation was, and what actually happened was that really uh, different how different i mean i know you didn't have like a huge amount of expectation but yeah, did it did it turn out to be like anything like you would have imagined it to be yes it's you know i'd say it's difficult for me to remember now what exactly my expectations were but i will say that i didn't i expected it's hard for me to put my finger on it, but um, it it's kind of what I expected. It is, okay. but it was, but it was a little bit less. It somehow it was even less glamorous than I thought it was going to be. Okay, okay. <laughs> Although, okay. So, yeah. All right, yeah. So let's hear about it. What was it like? Um. Well, you know, it was like the one group I was in was playing every day from like five p.m. until ten p.m. They like, like dance music, like kind of waltzes and cha-chas and like mm -hmm. some jazz standards and stuff like mm -hmm. that for people to like ballroom dance to. Who do, who do you um, report to? Like how's 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 it organized? Like how's the staff, the music staff organized? Um, I mean, I guess my direct boss was the band leader. You know, but there was five of us in the band. One of us was the one guy was the band leader. Ah. You know, and then his boss would be like the entertainment director. There was like the entertainment uh. director of the entertainment department. Did you feel a lot of pressure from the management, or was that pretty simple? No, it's pretty simple. I mean, like you know, yeah. I mean, that was as a musicians, we, we were like pretty privileged on the boat. So I would, I would say, like one thing I really, you really see is like you know, the classism that's inherent in the cruise ship industry. Oh, because really? like, yeah, absolutely. Like as, as a musician, for example, I could go and walk around the passenger areas of the ship and we could eat in like this passenger eating area that was kind of like, um, like a cafeteria, like kind of a very nice college nice. cafeteria area that they have, you know, all these like buffet situations they have going all day long, <laughs> right. you know, but, but all, all the people. And that's because like we're in the entertainment department, you know, and we, our cabins were on deck A. 
Okay, but then all the people who like clean the ship and like do all this other stuff, and they're all from the Philippines, you know, they all live on decks B, C, and D, you know, it's like lower and lower in the ship. And they're getting paid like, you know, very little. And the only way that these cruise ship companies operate, like the way that they can turn a profit, you know, is that they pay the employees very little, right. you know, and the way they do that is they contract them out. Like they're all based, they all come from the Philippines um, or Indonesia or other, other countries and they're not being paid well. And all the ships and all the companies are registered in other countries right. and not registered in the United States. Right. If we're right, registered right. in the US or in European countries, they'd have to follow those laws and they have stricter laws. So they register, you know, the only way they make money though is by doing all these things that kind of like cut cut all these corners. So it's kind of like a shady industry, you know, a lot of shady stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, they're exploiting and uh, not like, not, not unlike a lot of other industries, they're exploiting, um, cheap labor from other countries right, right? and yeah you know, and it's one of these it's for me it was a situation where of course we're aware of that mm -hmm. but then it's i was actually in a place where like you know uh i'm i was there like and the people being exploited were my co-workers you were my colleagues essentially right you know? right right, or, right. Were, yeah were my colleagues you know and you see and then all the people who run the ship the the crew um the captain and the officers who are in charge of like sailing the ship they all come from Norway or Sweden. They, they, you know, all the, all the different departments on the ship are all pulled from different countries. It's really mm -hmm. funny. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So the people in charge of the ship are all from Norway or countries like that. Yeah, or they tend to be like yeah, and I think it's because there's different, you know, all the different departments on the ship are brought together by different subcontractors. So there's a subcontractor oh. who auditions musicians and finds musicians. There's a subcontractor who finds people to work in the, like the beauty department on the ship. There's a right. subcontractor who finds people to work in the sales department. Ah, There's a interesting. Who, finds who work for the cafeteria and the cooks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, and yeah. now do they, um, the subcontractors, do they work for a lot of different cruise lines and stuff? Yeah. I mean, so they operate yeah. on all different levels and they're probably different levels of, you know, pay and like for a bit, you know, then they have, right. Yeah. So they figure it all out. Wow. Right. Now, of course, I'm not an expert on the cruise ship industry. So no. there may be details that I have wrong, but this is the impression that I've yeah, got that's like, all, working that's, for and what, and what I've gathered to, to know, you know. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. so what was it like? What, like, so tell us about the exploitation of workers. What is a dirty, what is a dirty secret behind, that's a dirty secret of the cruise ship business, isn't it in a way? Like exploiting poor yeah. workers, right? What was that like? Or did that affect you when you saw that? Like, was that a big deal to be around those people? Yeah, I mean, it's not like they're being abused or anything. Right, right. It's just that you see that you know, as a musician, I'm like living on a higher deck and I have like one roommate and they're living on these lower decks where, where they're living like four per people to a room, you know, and, and, um, you know, and I can, and they have like a separate cafeteria, you know, and there's just like different rules and, you know, sure. They've signed a contract, like it's a job, they're getting paid for it, you know, mm -hmm. but nonetheless, it's like, they're being paid so much less than they would be if they came from other countries. And it right. just, you just right. see that it's the whole thing is based on, you know, the system, the political system that we now live in.
Wow. So it's kind of like things, but also does many bad things. So, yeah. so it's like a microcosm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So what, what is the, what do you think, like how, what is their perception of their role on the ship? Do they, are they happy to be there because they've got a decent job or are they feeling exploited? Wow. Well, I can't, I don't think I'd want to speak for them. I don't know. But what met- was your vibe? What was your vibe? What, like when you saw them around, were they just oh, like? I mean, everyone's very, very nice. You know, I mean, they, I don't know. You, you don't, yeah. you, you weren't, you weren't aware of it. They weren't like, there's one of those fucking musicians who gets to like. No, no, it. no, no, no. Because you're, you're no- on the ship. Everyone's, everyone's like nice and civil to each other, you know. So, so I, I would imagine that there's a range of feelings, you know, within them. Yeah, right. But they didn't let, they didn't let on, obviously. But no. if they had negative feelings, you didn't know about it. No. Now, I was told this. Mm-hmm. I was told, um, and this, not that this was an issue for me, but this is just something somebody told said to me once. Oh yeah, like you need to know, you know, be careful if you get involved with any of the Filipina girls, like the girls who are like from the Philippines who are working on the ship, because uh-huh. the Filipino mafia will come after you. Oh man! And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, the the guy, the Filipinos, and on my ship it happened to be people from the Philippines who were the ones who who were there contracted to to do all the, the work. Um, you know, I guess there's like a subculture down there and, um, you know, they don't like it when- You um, fuck their women. Outsiders, essentially, yes, yes. You couldn't fuck any of the Filipino girls that were well, working I, on the ship. Well, I, now, I don't know- Oh, about that's that. a cliche, now, Sean, because you know, the musicians- It is a cliche. But, but no, 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 listen, this is just something somebody told to me. No, I don't know. I didn't, and this is not no, something no. I encountered. Sean, or this is Radio but, Free Brooklyn. This is Radio uh-huh. Free Brooklyn. We, we uh-huh. say whatever we want here, and that's uh-huh. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, you're not held, you know, folks, this is one man's opinion or one man's experience on one cruise uh, contract. So we all know this is not the story of the cruise industry we are well aware sean go ahead mm. <laughs> sorry <laughs> i just yeah. you know but this is like we know yeah. that yeah you're not responsible look, we're only look, look, at, this is just, all you yeah because uh, you know you know how people are people as soon as you get a bunch of people together they want to talk about sex like there's or there's certain people who are like that and one yeah. thing that somebody told me that was like oh like, this is your first contract you know and i got different advice from different people right oh interesting. Many, as i would tell right so i received a variety of things. people told me a variety of different things right and really? one thing and one thing yes and one thing that one person happened to say it was like yo man like you know if you like start messing with like any like the the girls like you know from the philippines who work here you know like this like mafia is going to come after you you know because because i guess you know, all the guys the filipinos they have like I, I, I mean, one person kind of, you know, made it sound like there was like drug deals going on down there. Like it's like a whole world. Like you want to do some gambling, you want to buy some contraband, you got to go down to deck C and like talk to like, you know, one of these guys. So I don't know. Oh, that's and that, cool. And that does sound like a cliche, but I apparently maybe it's true. I don't know, but maybe it's no. not. No, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, uh, I could totally see, and obviously this, you know, you, you're, you're not on, I don't, I don't think you're on board with this, but I could totally see, you know, musicians, uh, did they have like attractive Filipino, 
attractive, low-paid women like as waitresses and cocktail hostesses? Is there a world of that? Do they oh, have babes? No, I mean, I is there a babe like... patrol on the ship? Is there a babe babe patrol, you know, women who are dressed up as attractive women? No, all, doing all, pretty girl all, the employee, all the employee outfits are, are fairly, you know, modest. Yeah. There isn't like yeah. a lot of, So a there isn't any of that, that going on. But do, uh, you, do you understand? I mean, like, you know, that is something that you would, you would, that I, that would make sense. That would be likely to happen. I'm um, not about you personally, but I would see that there could be comedians. Were there comedians on your ship? Oh, yes. Yeah, so some of the guest entertainers were comedians. Yeah. yeah, so you had guest entertainers, yes. you have like, you know, uh, musicians, you have all sorts of people, show right. people, and then you do have an underclass. And mm. I'm sure some of the underclass are, you know, young women. So sure. you could yeah. say you want to sleep in my bunk, you want to, you know, I could <laughs> see, I could see the status thing that happens in our society all the time, right? Yeah. Rich, rich guys, you know, women that want a free drink. I mean, it's yeah. classic. So is that what you're talking about? Um, I guess. I mean, like, yeah, I, I just, you know. Um... So, so you were told to stay away from the women. Well, I, I was specifically because we were we were talking about the class differences that you see on the ship, right? right. And the fact that like you, you see like, and that's kind of uh, the ship is like a microcosm of like we could say the exploitation of like the first world, uh, the exploitation of the third world by the first world, right? Right. Are these outmoded terms? I don't know. Yeah, we hate so, those but, terms, but, but I know but, what you mean. Okay, but whatever. But you see this mean, and and one way that I saw this class difference manifest is that somebody said to me that you know. Um, the people that they have contracted uh, to work on the ship, kind of cleaning the ship and clean, doing the hotel work and changing the rooms and all of this are, you know, from the Philippines. Um, there's a lot of Filipino crew members. And I guess it's a thing where they sometimes have an issue if somebody who's from uh, the, who's in the crew, who's from the United States or from like the European country and whatnot, are getting into a relationship with the women. I don't know. It's like a yeah, right, right, thing. You know, right, right. You know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it's but, probably maybe, yeah. maybe just this person's experience, maybe on a previous time right, they worked on the right. ship. Right, but, but I can see there. Mm -hmm. I think you're also referring to what I'm thinking of as sort of like an underground uh, culture going on there of all sorts yeah. of illegal contraband stuff like you're, yeah, you're well, talking about. Yeah, I think there about, might have been that too and some gambling yeah. and stuff. I wouldn't be surprised, you, you know, you I, I, don't know. Were, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no. Were there drugs? Do you think like there was drugs? I mean, I'm sure that there were drugs. But you didn't, you didn't come up, you didn't have, you, it wasn't like there was any notice of it. No, but I imagine that like, you know, on the crew somewhere like there was like stuff going on, mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah, who knows? So did you mix with the other people much or were you, I mean, the oh, the, yes. the bulk of the crews or like, what was that like? Yeah, um, I mean, I, yeah, I mixed with a lot of people. Um, so, do you mean the other crew or the passengers? What are you? Well, I guess both, but I'm saying like the people in the lower, in the lower levels, did you come across them a lot? Were you next to them? 
Were you oh, working yeah. With I mean, I, I knew them, you know. But yeah, sure. Yeah, so you guys were all working together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're all living like, pretty close together. The ship oh. is really small. I mean, the ship uh, is large, but really the ship is small. You know uh, what I mean? Okay. So, yeah, so you guys are all living together. Yeah. So um, what what kind of interactions, what people, what was it like? What was your, what was it like with the people, with the guests? Like, what was that like? Did uh huh. Um, yeah, you know, very interesting. Like the guests were great. Some, I mean, a lot of the guests, it was always very nice. Like some guests were like actually really appreciative of the music and you could tell like, like when we were doing our dance band kind of thing, um, some people would come and they'd stay for every set and they would just like dance every dance. You know, they were there mm -hmm. like, they were like dance enthusiasts. Ballroom dance is like a thing. So they were like really into like dancing like the waltz and like the cha-cha wow. and all this stuff. So that was always cool. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I like, you know, some guests would buy us drinks and stuff. Like there was one guest who was like a real character who was like an older gentleman and he was like on the cruise for like two or three weeks. And like in one port, he, he's like, we go back, he's like talking to us after our set and he says, yeah, today I really had an experience. You know, we docked in the port and I decided uh, you know, standing there looking at the ship, I decided to like jump off into the ocean and sail to the ship and go touch the rudder. Like he's dumping off, jumping off the dock. And he's like, they came, like they came with the ship and picked them up. And we're like, you can't do that. And, you know, like threatened to throw them off the cruise. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, who did you hang out with? Mo like how much, how much of your day was spent working? I mean, actually performing or what? Usually only from, usually only from like 5 p.m. until like 10. So then so, what did you do? The, who did you hang out with? What did you do the rest of the time? Well, I mostly hung out with like the other musicians, I guess, were like my main, my main your, friends. Your guys. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. The five band. People. Yeah, but like during the day, like, you know, on days where we were docked someplace, I would just like go ashore and like see, you know. So I was like, go check out Puerto Rico or go to the beach or whatever, go to the, um, wherever, you know, wherever yeah, we were docked, go see where the sites are. Yeah. And then go back and then we would like do our set. Yeah. So was it a cool way to travel and see things? Did you get a lot of travel experience? Yeah, it's a great way because I got to go to like a, a lot of really cool places and places I would not have thought to go. Like, you know, like I was, yeah, like I was, I would never have been like, oh, I want to go to Nicaragua. Wow. But I did. Um, and it was really cool. It was like, very interesting to go and to see that, you know. Um, yeah, or to Guatemala, you know, and to went to Colombia, um, wow. you know, a bunch of cities in Mexico. Um, so yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then when you're there, you you can just leave the ship for the day and come mm -hmm. back. But you're so you just stand the ship, but you can still see. You can see a lot. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, what was I going to say? So I'm just trying to picture this. Oh, the Panama Canal. That sounds cool. What was that like? Oh, it's very cool. Well, it's very, very hot and humid. And then you're going through the canal and it's like, you know, you see it go in the locks. So it's like you're in one lock and the ship stops there and then they pump in water. So the ship rises and then you, it sails into the next lock. And then they pump water into it so it rises. And then you go through and you just sail through this huge river, basically, that goes 
through Panama. So you just see the jungle and the monkeys and all this stuff. Oh my on the, God. On the side of you. And there's just like lots of monkeys everywhere in the trees. And then there's some, you know, some other ships going through and sometimes you see the ships that are going the other way, right? So we were going from the Atlantic to the Pacific and sometimes there's ships that are going you know, the opposite way. Um, and then when you get to the other side, the same thing happens in the lock. So you go into a lock, they drain the water, the ship goes down. Then you sail into the next lock, they drain the water, you go down, and then you're down at the ocean and you sail off into the Pacific. Wow, did that seem yeah. scary in any way? It sounds scary. Um, it, did, it wasn't scary, like, I didn't feel scared at all, but it's just funny when you're going through the Panama Canal and I'm like looking out, I'm looking around, I'm like, wow, here I am in the Panama Canal. Like I'm in Panama. Like in, in, the, in the 80s, this place like was like, like this place has been like a clusterfuck forever. Like the history of this place is like so much violence, like and death and like, you know, all these like countries coming in and like, and then, you know, before we went to the Panama Canal on the ship, they were showing a documentary about oh, the Panama wow. Canal. So, cool. you know, they tried to build the Panama Canal forever and they were shipping people down there. France tried to build it. You know, then the United States got involved. People were dying of malaria. It was just like a, you know, it's just such a, you know, intense situation. And then in the 80s, you know, with like Reagan and the Panama, I mean, I don't know the history of all that that well. Right, but, right. And it's yeah. like, so all that happened there. And it's, it's place, it's like, you know, if I suddenly found myself transported away from this ship and five miles inland, I'd probably be dead in a couple of hours. Or like, I'd, have, I'd be totally lost. I'd have no idea where to go you know, in this wow. like, strange place. But here I am on the ship, you know, just going through the Panama Canal, and then we come out the other end, and then off we go, you know? Wow. Do do any tribes or humans live in the Panama Canal? Like... Um, I don't... I'll look it up. I'll look it up. I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Was there anything that felt dangerous about this ship? Was there any time where you felt like it was, you know, was the weather bad? Was there anything that felt dangerous at all? No. Sometimes, I mean, there was some rocky weather where you do feel the ship move around a little bit. But um, I, I never felt frightened. Although other people told me that they've been on the ship like in the Mediterranean once, like during like a hurricane or like a big storm. Mm-hmm. And that the ship like tilted so much that like, you know, all the glasses and the, the plates were falling off the table. And mm-hmm. um, you know, it, was, it got like pretty scary. So, so it that can, can happen. It, it can, that can happen. happen. That can right. happen, yeah. Right, yeah. but you, you didn't have any of that. So uh, what was, um, so we were going to, I was, so what do you think it it would be like if you were on a ship and some, you started finding out that people were getting sick or there was some kind of illness going around, i.e. the pandemic? Absolutely, absolutely horrific. Absolutely horrific. I mean, like, because you're going to be stuck in your small cabin. And like, you know, even if you're a passenger, like even like the big cabins are small, you know, so you're going to be stuck in this small cabin on this confined space, you know, people are going to be getting sick. And like the cruise ship companies, like, you know, it's the kind of thing where they talk a good game, but like they're kind of full of shit, like who knows what they're doing. I feel like they, they cut a lot of corners. I wouldn't trust them, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't think they're, I mean, like, you know, they've got a doctor on board and stuff, but like... I, you know, who knows what's going on? That would not be a situation that I would want to be in. Now, wow. when I was on the ship, even when I was on the ship, like they all, they have lots of hand sanitizer stuff like all over the board, all over the ship. 
There are, and this is, you know, a couple years ago, you know, this is a thing that they're aware of because they do sometimes have problems yeah. on the ships where, where um, gastrointestinal viruses I know, that's so will scary go, will go around. Um, so, so that is sometimes an issue. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, so, that seems this, this, really this frightening. Game. Yeah. And you see the problem that the cruise ships had when some of the cruise ships, you know, they have all these sick passengers but then like the government is saying to them, well, but your ship isn't registered in our country. You have it registered in some other right. country with like lax right, right. laws, you know? Right. So, so yeah. when you started, yeah. I mean, in the beginning of the pandemic, which seems like years ago, which is like really only two months ago, there was a <laughs> yeah. lot, lot of talk about what was going on. Remember those cruise ships were all like maroon yeah. places? I felt where, really bad did you, yeah. did, did that affect you? Did you like, were you like, oh my God, you could picture that happen. You could imagine oh, sure. that. And sure. that was, that was intense for you. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, cause I knew what that would be like. And I had like some acquaintances who were on some ships. Oh, that were, like, really? Not, not, I don't think that they, I know anyone who was on ships that were like affected where people were sick, but I knew right. people who were on ships that like, you know, while this was going on and like were aware of it and like had to deal with it, you know, or the possibility of it. So, yeah. Well, were they, were they really, I mean, it must've been terrifying. Yeah. Where did you speak to anybody at the, that was on a ship that was terrified? I mean, there must've been terrified. No, I was just reading people's Facebook posts Facebook and like case. whatnot, yeah. Oh yeah. my God, wow, that's unbelievable. But another thing where you see like, like, so here's like a huge industry that like, you know, many people are involved in you know, and, and who knows how this is going to affect it. Well, what do you, yeah, what do you imagine? I mean, do you think that, do you think, I mean, I'm thinking, you're, or talking to you is making me think like there's some shit that needs to be exposed. Yeah, well, I feel like lately there, even before this happened, I feel like the, the cruise ship industry had been receiving some flack, you know, because they've been, you know, like so many industries now, you know, it's, it's kind of similar to real estate around Bushwick, <laughs> where we live. You know how they've thrown up all these new condo buildings? Mm. And you can tell, like, like, you know, I don't know about architecture, but to me, these buildings look like, I have the intuition that they're built like shit and that they're not, yeah. like they're constructed well enough. Like I imagine they meet the code. They're Ikea, Ikea. But, but, but they're Ikea. Like I think they're built yeah, just very, well enough. Yeah, right. and, and they were like, people are moving here. We can throw up these buildings. We're gonna like collect all this rent. It's like, you know, and I feel like that's gonna contract, right? The, uh, you know, who's gonna move into all these new buildings. And I feel right, similar right. to the cruise ship industry, like, okay, like, yes, there's always been people going on cruises. Um, but like lately, like, they're just like, we're going to build a bigger ship. We're going to build a bigger ship. We're going to build a bigger <laughs> ship. Bigger and bigger. And they're like, now, now it's like, you know, it used to be like, oh, go on a cruise. We'll go to like some Caribbean islands and have a vacation. But now it's like, when you're on the ship, they have to have a water slide and like all this new uh, stuff is bigger and bigger and bigger. But now it's like, now all of a sudden the natural disaster has come that says like, hold on. Do we need these large ships? You know, it's crazy. It's like too mm -hmm. much. I feel like they're they're coming up against um their overexpansion. You know. Yeah, you know what? As um, you know what? As a real judgmental person that I am, um, <laughs> yeah, not as a therapist, ha, um, but as <laughs> as a person, uh, I always think of cruises as kind of it always it always has the patina of a lazy traveler. 
Do you think that's true? Like somebody who just wants it all done. And if they were really interested in the culture, they would go to some place and stay there. You know what I'm saying. Do you think that's true? I know what you're saying. I mean, it, it, I think maybe in some cases it's true. Um, but I mean, like, I think it might also be maybe some. Hey, we got stuck here. What's going on? Uh-oh, I'm going to have to end. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh. that's okay. It's, okay. it's, 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 it's. <clears throat> so um, do you think that the people, that you can be a serious traveler and take a cruise? Yes, I think it's just like another yeah. way of traveling. Traveling. You know? Yeah, I guess the part that always scares me is I really don't like being around other people all the time. And it, oh, that's, sure. Is sure. that a big part of being on a cruise? Yes, there's, yeah, you're really slammed in there, you know. And you can't so. really choose, you can't avoid people. Is there somebody, like if you, somebody gets really annoying, can you avoid them? I mean, yeah, um, I mean yes and no, it depends who they are. Right. <laughs> Some people you passenger, can't avoid. A passenger, <laughs> if the passenger, yeah. if you get a passenger that's really annoying, can you avoid them? Right. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't have to interact, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I mean, unless somebody follows you around. I mean, I guess maybe sometimes there, maybe <laughs> there were sometimes there were passengers who were annoying, but it was like, you know, like, yeah, I think a couple of times there were, were passengers who were coming to all of our sets, like every time we played, and they would do something annoying, like they'd always request like the same song that we did not like uh... playing, or they'd make like the same kind of, oh, can you just do all of these, or like, they'd have some annoying thing, you know? Uh -huh. Uh-huh. Um, How about the other musicians? Did you ever did you ever feel like, oh man, I want to get away from this guy? Um, there I mean like in, I mean like with the people that I work with, there were some people that I found less appetizing than others. Sure. <laughs> we are really tolerant. What am I talking about? I'm all this is all projection on my part. <laughs> um, and ultimately why I mean it sounds like a really cool thing. I mean, it sounds really, really cool actually. But yeah. um at the end of the day, you decided not to extend your your contract and do it again. And what do you think? Why is that? Um, you know, I felt like it was a really interesting experience and I learned a lot, but it, it wasn't very, it's not going to be very fulfilling in the long term. And I didn't want to get like, yeah, I felt like I was missing doing like my your other whole, music stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. not musically fulfilling like uh, over the long course, you know. Oh, right, the, right, the right. Novelty, the novelty was, was gone. Oh, I see, I see, that <laughs> makes perfect sense. Yeah. So Sean, we have five minutes and 22 seconds left. So um, what I wanna do is sign off and have you introduce your next song and uh, tell us all your information and uh well let me do the sign off and then i'll turn it okay. over to you how's that cool. so here cool. i am signing off dr lisa dr lisa gives a shit i'm here every thursday two to three you can check out my uh archives online on my show page uh um my social media is at dr lisa levy sp self-proclaimed stands for self-proclaimed Go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Remember, we need your help. This is a really important time to keep our station going. Please help. And I'm going to turn it off to turn it over to Sean. Sean, tell us your information and then tell mm -hmm. us the song you're going to play. Where? Yeah. Where, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, my name is Sean Spada. So we got um, 
my my solo single and video is coming out next Friday, Taking It Slow. Um, and you can also check out uh, the Bottom Dollars record, Marvelous, coming out this Friday. And then um, another thing I've been doing is every week the show in Purell show on um, on Tasha Lutek's Instagram at Peggy Guggenheim. Um, a little, yeah, it's uh, a great show, show, folks. Tell. Yeah, it's Lisa, a great yeah, show. Because you were on it. You were on it. No, I, but, it, but it's great. Fridays. It's a yeah. really good song, and Sean's the music director. So what song are you going to play? Um, I guess since we were talking about the cruise ship, I'm going to play um, a little cover of uh, Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid. Oh, fabulous. Love it. Okay, so here's my little version so of this. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, let's, let's try this. The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. You dream about going up there, but that is a big mistake. Just look at the world around you, right here on the ocean floor. Such marvelous things surround you. What more are you looking for? Under the sea. Under the sea. Darling, it's better, down where it's wetter, take it from me. Up on the shore they slave away, up on the land they, under the hot sun they work all day. While we're devoting, full time to floating under the sea. in the sea is happy as through the waves they roll but the fish on the land ain't happy cause they're stuck in the fishbowl but the fish in the bowl is doing okay cause he's in for a worse fate one day when the boss gets hungry guess who's going to be on under the sea whoops oh my god we're having technical difficulties holy shit this is i was enjoying this so much and now uh okay keep going, oh, wait, keep going. Oh. we have a minute and a yeah, half Sorry. it's us. all right we're what the land folks love to cook, but under the sea, we're off the hook. While we're devoting full time to floating under the sea. You're, that's cool. it? Thank you yeah, so I'll, much. I'll yeah. yeah, that was great. <laughs> you know, the little, the little Mermaid. Well, you know, so I'll tell you what, we got 43 seconds left. Oh, tell cool. us, the, okay. tell us oh, why don't you just play, play, just play something. Here's some outro music.